the wise use of time. We trust that this moment finds you willing to be holy where you are. We would trust then that in this moment, you're willing to assume responsibility for the choices you have made. The choices that have literally created the environment that you are experiencing in this moment. The chair in which you sit, the walls around you, the things that hang upon the walls, the individuals with whom you find yourself in close proximity, the individuals with whom you find yourself in relationship, the individuals with whom you work, those with whom you play and those with whom you share. We would trust that this moment finds you, the holy child of God, at play in the kingdom of Christ. If not, if you are aware within yourself, well, that's not quite the perspective from which I was beginning my reading of this lesson. I thought I was going to sit down and listen to Christ. If there be some element, some touch or some trace within you of that perspective, then pause right now. As you do so, abide by yourself and take several deep breaths if you wish. Go back to the five-minute exercise of simply being the presence of Christ. For well do we perceive that many of you have already forgotten that the exercise exists. At the end of the five minutes, simply remind yourself that what is true always is always true. Only love is real. And what is real cannot be threatened by what does not truly exist. In each moment in which your perceptions are less than flowing from the remembrance of who you are, you have been in unreality. When you notice this, take the time and use it constructively by returning to the truth. Pause in your reading if you must, we will be going nowhere, and return in five minutes. The way of transformation is simple, for it is the way of for the way of efforting one's way into the kingdom cannot flow from the guidance of the Holy Spirit. For where there is effort, there is a separate will called the ego that believes itself to be, and would love to convince you of this, small, powerless, and knows that it is pervaded by fear. Love requires no effort, only the little willingness necessary to allow it to flow from the depth of your being through you, that it might be extended throughout creation. Beloved friends, the way of transformation requires only that you extend yourself the willingness necessary to put into practice using time differently. No, it does not mean that you have to quit your job and go and live in a little hut on top of a mountain somewhere. You would not necessarily use time differently by doing so. It does require that you begin with the simple recognition that there can be no set of perceived circumstances that truly have the power to separate you from God. No set of circumstances, no set of relationships, not the weather, not the amount of money you are allowing yourself to receive for the expenditure of your time. There is nothing in the world that has the power to separate you from your God. You are the one who holds dominion over all things. What does this idea of dominion mean? It means that you are the one who is the source of the power that can choose how you will see what is around you, 
how you will perceive it and what you will believe most about it. You are the one with the power to penetrate the illusory veil of the world and see the heart, the essence, the truth, the Christ child in everything. A blade of grass, the cry of a child, the barking of a dog, or the coming of the male with the bills. Therefore, the way of transformation does not require you to change your circumstances. It merely requires that you change your attitude towards them by recognising that they are harmless, by recognising that you have called all things to yourself. There are many that would teach that you must sit around and ponder why you did this and why you did that. I say unto you, all that is required to begin is the willingness to accept that in the great mystery of consciousness, you are the power and the source for all that you think, all that you see, all that you feel and all that you would be and do. You abide in that freedom constantly. The way of transformation then rests simply on that. How will I decide to use my time? Finding myself here in this moment, can I remember that I am free to see things differently? I am free to look upon and love it, look lovingly upon the world. I do, need, I do not need to wait for something outside of myself to create a stimulus that elicits a loving response. You do not need to wait for your mate to come and give you a hug that you want so much. You do not need to wait until your mother calls you on the phone and begs forgiveness for how cruel she treated you when you were growing up. You do not need to wait until the current president is no longer in the White House. You do not need to wait for the contest that will come in, in the mail that makes you the winner, that brings you millions of dollars. You do not need to wait for that to happen. Right now, you are the one that is free. But perhaps you have imprisoned yourself by waiting for love to show up outside of you, to trigger a response within you when you feel it or recognise it, so that finally you feel loving. Those that know aloneness are not limited in extending love, and those that know loneliness yet retain the power to make the decision to love. It can never be taken from you. Here is a simple exercise that we wish to give you. When you next find yourself alone and perhaps feeling just a little lonely, and you notice that the mind is spinning with thoughts and you are feeling perhaps just a little weak and out of sorts, pick up the telephone book, take three deep breaths and with each breath say to yourself, in reality, I remain as I am created to be. I am the holy child of God. Then merely open the phone book, place your hand on one of the pages with the many names and numbers and just feel your way to a specific name and number. You will know the feeling. Then, for the fun of it, call that person. And when they answer the phone, merely say, I'm not here to sell you anything. I just need about 15 seconds of your time. I know you've never met me, but I was just sitting in my chair, remembering that the truth is true always. And I'm calling to remind you that you are loved by God. You've never failed. You've never done anything wrong. 
You remain pure and innocent, even now. And I just wanted to give my blessings to you. Have a nice day. Goodbye. For you see, the world in which you live has but one purpose. It is the same purpose that all dimensions of creation have. To be the extension of the Father's love. For that is what creation is. And then to extend that love from that world, from that dimension. Each and every one of you has but one treasure. Only one treasure. It is not your child. It is not your spouse. It is not the new car in your garage. Your treasure, your treasure is your reality as the unlimited, holy and only begotten child of God. You are a field of consciousness through which the Father would extend himself. Your joy is found in extending your treasure. This means that if this is your only treasure, your greatest joy will be discovered as you cultivate within yourself the habits of mind, the habits of body, the habits of choice that begin to align what you think, what you see and what you do with the truth that is true always. For your joy will be found as you recognise that you exist to extend your treasure. As you do so, you immediately add to your father's treasure, whose only will is to extend that which he is forever, unbounded and unlimited. And God is but love. The grand thing about love is this. It doesn't require any set of conditions to exist before it does. How is this different than some of the things you experience in life? As a body, there are certain conditions that must exist before the body can be satiated with food or water. There must be certain conditions that are met before the body stops shivering against the cold. Your world is based on the topsy-turvy perception that conditions must be met before there can be a choice for peace instead of war, for forgiveness instead of judgment, for love instead of fear. Therefore, you think, when the conditions outside of me change, then I'll make the choice for love. I have often said that the world is merely the reflection of the insane choice to deny love and to be devoted to fear. The world is diametrically opposed to the truth of the kingdom. The world is the opposite of reality. The way of transformation rests on the complete reversal of the thought system you have learned in the world. But that thought system is not merely the practice of new ideas repeated ad nauseum in the mind. That reversal of thought must permeate the entire field of the body-mind, which is nothing more than the field of your consciousness, so that you know that change has occurred. So when you are in any set of circumstances that once seemed to elicit judgment or fear or anger or hurt or sadness, you recognise, my goodness, my whole body feels different. I just feel like being loving. I feel totally safe. What's the big deal here? Oh, I remember when these kind of circumstances would have elicited sadness or hurt or fear or anger. And now, I just think it's a beautiful place to be because here I can extend the love of Christ.
Wow, what a joy, what a treasure. Thank God I have this moment in which I can be the blessing that blesses this world. What is the world if not each moment of relationship in which you find yourself? Beloved friends, the use of time is pivotal. The use of time determines at all levels what you will experience in your tomorrows. Long after the body ceases to be the teaching and learning device that you are most attached to, long after the body dies, you will indeed be continually stepping into your tomorrows. For you are that sunbeam sent forth from the sun, from the mind of God, and that light never stops travelling, to use a spatial term. You will never cease to create. You will never cease to experience. The only choice you ever have is this. Will I assume responsibility for doing whatever I must do to eradicate every misperception, every obstacle to the presence of love, every limited belief I have ever learned about anyone or anything, especially about myself? When will I choose to assume responsibility for cultivating that perfect remembrance that I and my father are one so that I can perceive the real world, the reality that shines through everything? That is the reality that is present in the very material that makes up the chair in which you are sitting. That reality literally pervades the body that you think is so dense and hard. Or perhaps you have, if you have not been exercising, it is also a little soft. The point is, there is nothing that you see that is not pervaded by the perfect radiance of God's holy presence. Nothing. A stone, a leaf, a piece of paper blown by the wind, even the shouting of fear and anger from anyone, yet contains within it, if you would receive it, the perfect love of God. For your father does not ever recoil or withdraw from the unlimited and perfect extension of himself. And God is but love. If you did not abide wholly in that love in this moment, you would immediately cease to exist. I do not just mean die. I mean literally cease to exist. There would be no trace or thought or memory in any mind of you. It is only because love is that you are. This is why I once said, of myself I can do nothing, but my Father through me does, all, does these things. I did not say, I learned these of my Father and now I will be the maker and the doer. I acknowledged my complete helplessness, my complete dependency. I eradicated any perception that I was a self separate from God. I stopped giving authority to the tiny little gnat shouting at the vastness of space. My will be done. As you sit in your chair in this moment, hopefully with your transformation journal in your lap, and the pen that you have purchased for this only this purpose, remember this, you are wholly dependent at all times on the pervasive reality of love.
which has given you existence out of its desire to extend its treasure, joy. This is the reality of who you are in this moment. You are as the wave that has arisen from the ocean of God's perfect and holy love. You could not for a moment be cut off from it. Yes, tomorrow things will change. Yes, there will be a point when the body breaks down and dies. Yes, there will be a moment in which all that you see before you will no longer be there for all things that arise in time end in time. That is the way it is. Yet you are free to cultivate the ability to perceive the real world, to see, to know, to feel, to taste, to be, to extend that which is real. Only love meets that definition.